You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you. And the message coming right up is crafted by heaven, not just to challenge you, but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Pastor Goodheart Obi Ekweme. The hour of a shift, the hour for a lift is here. Catch the moment. Catch the moment. Kondegero pote, shutekete, bakutele. Catch the moment. Ermanonga baba. Everything, anything can happen in his presence. Once the Lord spoke, twice I heard that power belongs unto my God, not to the devil. Through the greatness of your power shall your foes, your enemies be subdued. Father, release the greatness of your power over this sanctuary. Release your glory, release your health, release your strength. Release your joy, release your shalom, release your peace. Get okay, feel this atmosphere. Saturated with your glory, saturated with your power, your healing anointing, your deliverance anointing, your transformation anointing. Let your glory fall, let your fire fall, let your healing anointing fall. Open your mouth, don't be tired. Engage your heart, heart to heart. Let the deep things of your heart call upon the deep things of the heart of the Father. Jesus, we call that name full of power, full of glory, full of majesty. In your name of miracles, in your name of healings, Jesus. Open your hand again. Satisfy the desire of every living flesh. Somebody is in need of a touch. Somebody's hungry. Somebody is thirsty. Somebody desires a move of your presence in their lives, in their home, in their family. Oh, who is that hungry person? Who is that hurting person? Express your hunger. Express your thirst to Abba Father. Jesus, Son of the Living God, we honor you again. Abuja honors you. Nigeria praises you. Africa glorifies you. Have your way. 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 Do your good pleasure. Have your way. Have your way. Do your good pleasure. What you form, you feel. You formed us for your glory. Now, fill us with your glory. You formed me for your glory. Now, fill me with your glory. Sakato Brigadaya. Lord, I Hallelujah. 
Father, we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you absolute control. There is nothing that is too hard for you to do. We are hungry. We are thirsty. We are needy. And we are desperate. Except you show up. Our face will fall flat on the floor. In shame and in disgrace. Jesus, we need you. Will you in your mercy open your hands again? And satisfy the desire of every living flesh. Nobody can heal a fly. Nobody can raise a fly. Nobody can save a fly. Only you can save. Only you can heal. <laughs> Only you can change. We're here, Lord. Simply as clay in your hand. And you are our porter. We vow us always to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' majestic name, we have prayed. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Once you're standing, turn together with me to Psalm 51. Psalm 51. We want to read from verse 10 to 17 and I will read to you here in one verse in Psalm 118. That one verse will be verse 27. But as a family, we read together. This was and is the cry of David to the Lord after he had messed Psalm 5, 1, 10 to 17. Shall we read together as a family? One, two, three, go. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. For thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, 
a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. A broken and a contrite heart, oh God, thou will not despise. Psalm 118 verse 27, I read to your hearing. God is the Lord which showeth us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords. Even unto the horns of the altar. Bind the sacrifice with cords. Even unto the horns of the altar. So we see here a connection between the altar and sacrifice. The truth be told is that an altar is not complete except there is a sacrifice on the altar. An altar really is a platform for you to lay a sacrifice upon. So by the virtue of the altar, the sacrifice is consecrated unto God. Bind the sacrifice with cords even unto the horns of the altar. For an assignment this morning, sacrifice for a forceful turn around. Sacrifice for a forceful turnaround. Father, we thank you for the blessings of your holy word. We vow us always to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' victorious name, we have prayed. Somebody shout a big amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. For the past few days, the word sacrifice has continued to ring in my heart and my head. I would like to believe that a greater and a deeper understanding of this word sacrifice will help you and I to experience the full measure and the full import of the prophetic word over us in this season, this year, which is eagle's flight. We have heard over and over, as we heard even this morning in the course of prayer, that you may walk by chance. You may even succeed at running and stumbling. But really the only way you can fly is by and through instructions. The only way you can fly is by and through instructions. And as I heard this word over and over in my heart and in my head, sacrifice, sacrifice, I initially began to pick the word in my heart to simply mean that perhaps God is asking me at this ending days of our 21 days of waiting upon him and praying to teach you on the connection between fasting and sacrifice. Because there is a connection between fasting and prayer and sacrifice. The Bible says in Isaiah 58 verse 6, Is not this the fast that I have chosen to lose 
The bands of wickedness. Isaiah 5, 8, verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? So God has a chosen fast. All right. To lose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. So when you fast, these are part of the blessings or the outshoot or the product of fasting as God designed for you to fast. That the bands of wickedness will be loosed. That heavy burdens will be undone. I believe you already know in the past 20 or so days, in moments of intimacy, in moments of kononia, in moments of fellowship, in moments of praying and fasting, you know, like I know, that certain bands of wickedness have been loose off our neck. Somebody shout a big amen. You know, like you know yourself, that God has brought you into a new level of liberty, freedom, and emancipation in God. Somebody shout a big amen. And to let the oppressed go free. And that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor. That's it now. Connection of prayer and fasting with the poor. And that thou bring the poor that are cast out of thy house. When thou, when thou seest the naked. That thou cover him. That sacrifice. And that thou hide not thyself. From that own flesh. Simply means in the moment of fasting. While God loses yokes. Burdens and bands of wickedness. He also expects your heart. To reach out to the needy. To reach out to the broken. Reach out to the hurt. And begin to identify with them. As they are one with your own flesh. Because to hide from the poor. Really is to hide from your own flesh. That is a sense of identification. We see again, we read in Psalm 118 verse 27, God is the Lord which hath showed us light, bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. So we see again a connection between prayer, perhaps fasting, with this issue of sacrifice. I said earlier, the altar is never complete without sacrifice placed upon the altar. As a matter of fact, beloved, when God comes to an altar, God really is not coming to the altar to see the altar. God is coming to the altar to see if there is a sacrifice on the altar. I beg your pardon. Not just a sacrifice, but if there is an acceptable sacrifice on the altar. Track with me. It's one thing for you to have reared an altar. Another thing is for you to place a sacrifice on the altar. But it's a completely whole new level for you to place on the altar an acceptable sacrifice. Because below that, maybe you don't know that, that it's not every sacrifice that is acceptable before Abba Father. Stay with me. It is not every offering that is acceptable to God. Somebody once said, offering is defined simply as two words, offer and ring. And what the person was saying is that your offering ought to ring a bell in the heavens. Somebody shout a big amen. It's not every time you thrust something in the envelope and just throw it in the, in the, in the basket that God accepts your, you thought every offering is accepted. No, not every offering is accepted by God. 
for the very first time in my life. I went to see a particular man of God. And as my common gesture is, as my custom has been for quite a while out of a sense of maturity and a sense of regard for graces upon people's lives. As I was about to leave, having a moment of fellowship and, and, and intimacy with this particular man of God, typically, I put a certain amount of money, not money, a check in an envelope. And a customer will present, present to the man of God. But for the first time, I said, he said, no. Let's not get into that right now. That will come later, if at all. So for the first time before any man of God, I, I went away with my tail beneath my, my, my legs with my offering. What happened? My offering was not accepted. In fact, I felt rejected. I mean, here I am, a man of God to another man of God of sense of regard and honor for the grace of God upon your life I've signed a check with a good number of zeros you don't even know about yet you refuse to open my envelope not caring if it was a million billion trillion it didn't bother man of God from that day my regard and my respect for this particular man of God went to the roof stay with me I was taught that it's not every time you give an offering that it may be accepted. God dog go legged there. I was taught again that it's not every offering you present to somebody or to God that is acceptable. Are you still here? We're going to go deep. This message is not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. In 1 Kings 18, Elijah was on Mount Carmel and here there was a duel, a battle drawn between him and the, and the 450 uh, prophets of Baal or Baalim. And, and they were trying to find out who was the true God. And Elijah said, let the true God answer by fire. <laughs> there is still a God in Israel that still answers by fire. Men may be mocking at all kinds of things. Where is God? Where is the church? Where is the power in the church? What happened to the saints? Watch out! The true God is about to make himself known in this day of apparent apostasy. That is still God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same. He changed not. Somebody shout, God, show up for me. You said it with a lot of unbelief. God, say it for me. I don't know whether you believe what you said, but can a few people who believe this man of God shout like a thunder? God, show up for me. Show up for me. Because I need you. I need God to show up in my life. I need God to show up in my family. I need God to show up in this city, the federal capital territory of the nation, Nigeria. I need God to show up in this nation, Nigeria. Can somebody shout again? God, show up for me. This was the cry of Elijah. Let the God that answers my fire, let him be the true God. 
I believe a generation of Elijah's, they have been prepared in the backside of nowhere, in lonely bars, in lonely places, no fame, no game, no honor yet, but they are being trained like David was trained at the backside of the wilderness with his sheep, the father's sheep, but little did he know that God was training him for reigning. Perhaps somebody under the sound of my voice, you are part of those divinity company who God has been training in obscurity, but the day of showing forth is around the corner. Luke 1 8, the Bible talks about one John the Baptist who was in the wilderness until the time of his showing forth. You can only be in hiding for such a time. There will come a day, there will come a moment, there will come a second where you will show forth. Oh, when Moses was born, the mother and the father tried to hide Moses for three months. The baby was growing. One month, the baby grew. Two months, the baby grew. Third month, the baby grew. And the Bible said they could no longer hide a baby Moses. I prophesied to somebody under the sound of my voice from last year at about this time. There is a baby in you that has been nurtured, nursed by the prophetic word coming from this sacred altar. Your baby grew in February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, December, January. Hey, your baby is about to be revealed and unveil somebody said I believe I receive it will be said you're too big to be hidden anymore you don't need to announce yourself there's already coming a divine announcement I'm speaking prophetically now there's coming a divine announcement there's coming a divine announcement that here are my people who have been training at the backside of nowhere. They are now ready to receive the scepter of authority, the rule of authority, to rule and to reign over the forces of darkness. The Bible declares in Romans 16 20, surely Satan shall be brought under your feet. I speak not only of Satan as a person, but everything that has to do with darkness, disease, infirmity, weakness, barrenness, protracted loneliness, delays and denials, rejections, ejections, refusals, denials. Hey, they are brought under your feet. Somebody shout, Amen. Surely, Satan will be brought where? Under your feet. It's in the Bible. Romans 16, 20, under your feet. Somebody said he's under, he's under, he's under. Oh, think about the challenge you went through before this 21 days. Shout, it's under. Think about the test on the job you went through before you embarked on going to the top. Somebody shout, it's under. Oh, the barrenness, the loneliness being broke. Somebody shout, it's under. Marital delay, somebody shout, it's under. The wrong medical diagnosis and promises, somebody shout, it's under. What the lawyer said about you, somebody shout is under. What the banker, what the judge said against you, somebody shout is under. The Pharaoh you saw before you began this season of going to the top, you will see no more again. It's under your feet. Tears are under your feet. Fears, they're under your feet. 
anxiety worry they are under your feet insecurities lack of self-esteem hey under your feet loneliness barrenness under your feet the first thing elijah did was to repair the broken altar altar speaks of a place of communion, communion and fellowship between divinity and humanity. Your altar is a source of your strength. Never let your altar be broken. Never let your prayer altar be broken again. God has helped you in the past 20 days to repair your broken altar. Do all you know how to do with your life to guard your altar. But it wasn't enough for Elijah to repair the broken altar. He had to also lay certain kinds of sacrifices on the altar. Mm. When he was done, he then now called fire from heaven. He says, let the God that answered by fire, let him be God. Your prayer life has to be such that you're confident that your God is a God who delights in your prayer. He doesn't stop prayer. He answers prayer. You must believe that you've asked in the past 20 days and your God who you asked according to his will, he not only heard you, he answered you. You've got to believe in 20 days you haven't prayed in vain. You sought after him. You sought his face. You sought his glory. He heard you and he's showing you his Shekinah. Somebody shout, I believe. You've got to believe in 20 days you'll knock upon the door of cities, of nations. Command them to be opened. Let revival fire flow from this altar to cities. You've got to believe that God heard you but more than hearing you, he answered you. Somebody shout, I believe. You've got to come out of this season of waiting and watching with a sense of gratitude, a sense of thank, and a sense and attitude that it is God. I felt something in my belly. I don't know what it is for you. What you had in mind before you embarked on this season. But there's something that was in your mind. There was a bother. There was a concern. There was a prayer point. Something nagging your mind. Will I live like this? Will I die like this? If you really pray sincerely, it is done. Touch three, four, and tell them it is done. It is done. Come on, prophesy. It is done. Preach like a preacher. It is done. It is done. Oh, Lacondes. I further even began to think that God was also stirring in my heart the need to teach his people on the great power of sacrifices to bring about a turnaround in their lives. Remember, I said to you that I thought God was saying teach my people about the connection, the correlation of prayer and sacrifice. 
but but the thought graduated. Okay, maybe God is actually asking me to further still teach the people on the power of sacrifice, on how it is that sacrifices can really bring about a forceful turnaround. And it really can. It really can. Story was told in 2 Samuel 24. I read to you here in 24, 24. An instance of David having to raise and rear an altar and then a sacrifice before the Lord. And the king said unto Arauna, Arauna, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Surely this Arauna is not from the eastern part of Nigeria. Because he offered this piece of land to David free of charge. But the name sounds like Nna. Ara. Nna. But from his behavior, it can be one of my blood brothers. While I'm not there spiritually, but biologically, you can track me there. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth not cost me nothing. In other words, David was saying, hey, hey, Arauna, I'm grateful for your kindness and for your generosity. But you see, when I deal with God, I don't give God freebies. It's Bible. I'm only bringing modern terms to it. I don't just give God, you know, some of you, what you throw in the offering is just your, your last penny. You know, just this God, go away. Take your thing, let me go. Take him, take your offering. Take your offering, so I can pass the rest. Ah, not only you, take. That's why it's so interesting, beloved, how we know there's such a thing called inflation and recession. And we go to the market with 10,000 naira and realize how little 10,000 naira can buy. But we show up in church the next Sunday morning and we're struggling to release 1,000. It's too much said for God. What is God doing with this money? What is God? But in the market, you knew you couldn't do much with 10,000 naira. Now you're accusing God that 1,000 is too much for God. Ah, only God. Arauna. I said, take him. No money. David said, ah, even though I'm a king, not just am I a king, I'm your king. And I could easily receive this from you. But, in order for me to give my God an offering that I know is acceptable before him, I'm paraphrasing, I'll read it though. There must be a price tag Bring it to modern terms. It must cost me something. Ah, is God a mean person? Is God wicked? No. God knows that if you feel it, he too feels it. Hey, ah, Lord, help me. Give me time today. I want to talk to you. If you feel it, God feels it. And if you don't feel it, he hasn't felt it. I read again. So then he said, I will 
I will offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, my God, of that which does not cost me nothing. So David bought. Somebody say bought. Come on, talk to me now. I've always said it. When people hear anything near the talk of money, they go quiet as though the Holy Ghost slapped them. Somebody say bought. That's more like church. You can't allow money to intimidate you. Stop that. It's not meant to be your master. It's meant to be your slave or your servant. You're meant to send money on errands. But here some of you are being sent on errands by cars and houses and shoes and bags. You think you drove up in a car? No. Some of you were driven or the car drove you. Did you hear me? Some people don't drive. The car drives them. Every morning. Hey, scratch. Flat tire. Hey, my tire, my tire. My, it's only a car, it's rubber. You lost a tire, not your life. Hey, my car, hey, my car, my car, my car. Some people have killed other people at the point of provocation. What happened? A taxi driver bashed you and you slapped the person. You almost killed him. Oh, he's, you are alive. He's alive. Would you bless God? What am I saying? Stop letting things drive you. Stop letting things wear you. Stop letting things eat you. You eat them. You wear them. You drive them. When you drive them, they are a tool in your hand to fulfill purpose and destiny. When they drive you, your soul is gone. You may think this doesn't make sense. I'm telling you as a priest what it is and how it is for people. <laughs> and so David bought, help me Lord, the threshing floor and the oxen by for 50 shekels of silver. He bought it. And David built there an altar. So after buying, he built there an altar unto the Lord. And then offered bond offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. God has seen David engage in rearing an altar that cost him. And place a sacrifice on the altar. It became not just a sacrifice, but an acceptable sacrifice. I want you to begin to ask yourself in a moment or two, uh, wait a minute, how many times have I given God offerings that perhaps were not acceptable? It's better not to give God anything that to give him something that is not acceptable. Are you still here? We're growing up. I want to make a statement to you and I corroborate that with scriptures. God will test you before God can trust you. Write it down. God will test you before God can trust you. Genesis 22, you know the story how God called Abraham 
up to Mount Moriah to offer up to him who God addressed and called his only son. Hmm. You must remember that Abraham had given birth to a person called Ishmael. Albeit in the flesh. And here God addresses Abraham and says, Come up to Mount Zion with Isaac, your only son. And I wonder how many things I've done, how many Ishmaels I begat in the flesh, wasn't sent on divine errand, wasn't led by the Holy Ghost in my flesh. I wanted something so bad, I went for it, now I've got it. I've got the job, I've got the house, I've got the car. But as far as heaven's calendar and agenda is concerned, they don't recognize my earthly control. God never referred to Ishmael as a child of Abraham. Because Ishmael was a product of Abraham. Oh! It's not about you claiming you are successful based on human measurements and rules. So, oh, he's a great pastor. Look at the thousands in the church. Look at the cars, the buildings. Hey, it's not the size as far as men are concerned. But from the heavenly perspective, how much of the crowd has been raised and discipled in the stature, in the order and the measure of Christ? They that compare themselves with other men, they're not wise. You may think you're successful. You may think you're prosperous. You may think you're doing well. That may just be as far as human perspective is concerned. The preacher who is in India or in some mission field because God sent him there is as successful if not more than good heart in the federal capital territory that seems to have a few people and so no it's not the size isn't how much we're fulfilling heaven's agenda hey! and blueprint don't you dare compare my children with your children because they are this they are this that the school doesn't make them successful no don't you dare compare your car with my car. You can have all the big limousine. It's not the car. Is the fulfillment. People have cars but they don't have God. They don't have peace. Have houses they can't sleep. Have big beds they can't rest. What do we call success? What do we call achievement? Ishmael? No. Only Isaac. Does God reckon with? I love the psalmist who says, I don't mind waiting until my change comes. Job 14, 14, I will wait all the days of my heart service till my change comes. There are some people, if God doesn't show up like a soul, they will show up for God. They will create a pseudo false revival. When Saul ought to have waited for uh, the prophet Samuel to show up to raise an altar, Saul looked around here and there. The priest was in nowhere to be found. Said, well, said the people made me. To do what? How can you say the people made you? Your flesh made you.
There are times God will have you wait to wait out. Wait out the tide, the storm, the billow, the tempest. Pastor, how long will I wait? I don't know. Just long enough. Having done all things, stand. 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 Stand your ground. No money in your pocket. Stand your ground. Don't compromise. Don't beg. No job yet. Stand your ground with dignity. Don't, no, no wife yet. Hold your peace. Hold your body. No husband just yet. Hold yourself. Smile like as though you have seven wonderful men at home. Hold your peace. I don't mind waiting. Hey, until my treat comes. It's not easy to wait. But they that wait upon the Lord. It's not everybody. They there is a category of people who are going to say, I'm willing to wait upon God. If you dare wait, God will give you a renewal of strength. An exchange of strength. You'll mount up with wings of eagle. You will run. You will not be weary. You walk and faint not. It comes in the place of waiting. You wait at your fears. Wait at your anxieties. Where are your worries? Just wait. 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 Waiting is an expression that you've gone beyond faith to trust. You've gone beyond faith to trust. Some of you have faith, but few have trust. What is faith? Faith says, I believe that God can do it. Trust says, whether or not God does it, I believe God. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not some of it. Not most of it. All of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways. He will direct your path. It begins with trust. Can somebody say, I trust you, Jesus. Oh, come on, say, I trust you, Jesus. That my year will end well. That I'm really aboard Eagle's flight. I trust you, Jesus. This flight will not be aborted. This flight will not be hijacked. This flight will not be terminated. I see myself at my desired destination. Somebody shout, I trust you, Jesus. Trust him for your prince in shining armor still coming. Trust him for your queen that God is preparing wherever she is. Trust him for your money. Trust him for your honey, for your job, for your lifting, for your promotion. Trust him for your children. Keep the switch of faith turned. I don't mind wait till my chain comes. Genesis 22, 12. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Hmm. Who's the lad? Isaac. Neither do they or neither do thou anything unto him. For now, I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. You see that? Huh? So now I know. Now, what it means to fear God, by extension, is also to love God. So here God was saying there is a verdict. And the verdict 
has come as a result of you passing a test. Genesis 21, 22 verse 1 says, And God, King James says, tested Abraham. Oh, yes, tested Abraham. But really, a more proper word should be, And God tried Abraham, not tempted. Because God cannot be tempted by sin. Neither does God tempt any man with sin. So God doesn't tempt anybody. God will test, will not tempt. Oh, wow. Okay, Pastor, what is the difference between temptation and, 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 and test? Temptation has a mission. The mission of temptation is to reveal your weakness, is to reveal your flaws, is to reveal your inadequacy. The mission and the goal of test is to reveal your strength. The mission for an examination is for you to pass it so that it can ultimately be promoted. So the test you don't pass, you're not qualified for promotion. So, be careful what you ask God. Be careful what you pray for. When you pray for God to give you patience, When you're praying for God to deliver you from, from, from anger. You may be surprised from the altar of prayer as you walk out of church. Some joker of the car park is going to be used by whoever. I won't say the devil, but whoever to irritate you, provoke you. To see if that bile that you've 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 stored inside will rise again. Do you know who I? That's it. You want you ask for patience. You see that's patience. Go tell you. You see I have work. Let's go back. Come come my son. Come 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 back come come back come back. You see that? You see that they will talk to you. Say my guy. You see now. Calm down. That husband. That wife. Eh? You prayed for character. Can do go low do go. God gave you a one chance. Those who were in church two ways ago, they understand one chance. You know what I mean? One chance. There's good one chance, but there's bad one chance. Ain't not so good, bad but one chance. Thank God I have a good one chance. So I look forward at 80, 90, 90 with my walk and say, Hello, baby, let's go, honey. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, baby. We got one chance. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's good one chance. But some guys are praying that that one chance will disappear. Go to work, don't come back again. Just disappear. Just no, you can't wish the one chance. It's too late. That's why it's called one chance. At the altar, say, I will do. It is one chance. May God heal those bad one chances. Somebody, anybody, shout a big amen. I demand and declare healing for homes in the name of Jesus. Your home will never be on the rock. It's on the rock that is called Christ. No room for divorce for you in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare a renewal of your wine. Renewal of your oil. Renewal of intimacy. A renewal of honey in your marital destiny. Somebody shout a big amen.
what God has joined together, nobody, no devil, no juju, no voodoo, no doo-doo can separate. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. It is well with your homes. Amen. Well with every family under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can I confess to you? When the Lord gave me this message for today, I struggled. Why? Anointing. Impartation service. I should come with a lot of blessings. I should come with a lot of prophecy and encouragement. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I said, God, if you haven't put that in my heart, I'm going to speak the word I received. You know, we have to learn to embrace the word of God, whether or not it suits our emotions. A father chastises the child whom he loves. The moment the heavenly father ceases to chastise you, you should be crying. You should be weak. Hey, that's, that is critical. I tell those around me, if you're really close to me, and I give you this secret, so you know whether you want to be close to me or not. If you really want to be close to me, you will not see the very calm, gentle man I hope, I trust most people see. I hope that's what you see. Is it? Pastor God is a very loving pastor. He doesn't hurt a fly. He's so nice. This, this is so nice. He loves everybody. Just loves. He's, he's just, just, that's beautiful. One of these, my, my pastor. My, 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 my pastor. It's nice. But when you move from the outer circle and you come here, I will undress. And show you that though I am nice, there's something God put in me to help you. Hmm? That thing bites. It bites. And the closer you become, the more of it you see. And it's the expression of my love for you. Because not everybody can handle truth at the same level. So a father must learn how to pamper the babies and how not to pamper grown-up sons and daughters. How about a 17-year-old boy? He'll be 18 in June by the grace of God. 70-year-old girl will be 18 this year. <laughs> I mean, when you see my little girl, don't over me. Daddy, 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 you know, yeah, 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 yeah. This my beard, my goatee. Uh, that's fine. But 17-year-old boy, to be touching my baby like that. Hey, that you're, you're, you're jumping on my laps. Imagine, imagine a 17 year old boy on daddy's lap. Hey, daddy, daddy. I said, Are you chill, 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 chill. You're okay. Stand up, stand up, stand up. You're a man. So he needs a man's treatment. But the baby girl, you can still pamper. But I see they grow. <laughs> she could receive other parts. Praise God. The point to be made is this the father will chastise you correct you as his expression of love. Oh, let me even continue with my analogy so you can know and beware. 
when you should be afraid of good art is when I've ceased to correct you. I've seemingly ceased to bother you. That means you do anything and I close my eyes seemingly. You should be very afraid. You should be panicking for your life. Remember when you're far away? Just little palm print. Hello. Hey, hey, praise the Lord. Hey, you know how I greet first time I Oh, welcome to Roger. You think this guy's a nice guy, man. The point made is this. If your father no longer hey, chastises you, start crying for mercy. You are in now a dangerous place. Let me give you a lot so I can be practical. You go into bed with a woman who is not your wife as a believer born again, Holy Ghost field. You come out from that five minute stupidity. If your spirit is alive and hopefully alert, your conscience will prick you for quite a while. You go again after three months. It will prick you for quite a while. God forbid, it becomes a lifestyle where even whilst you are the very act, God forgive me, God forgive me, God, ah. Then you come out, there's no real sense of remorse anymore. Hey! You think it's fine? <laughs> Uh, you should be crying. God, revive my conscience. Why? He's being seared gradually with a hot iron. Now, as obvious as that illustration is, I'll give you another one. You're still in the office. You falsify figures. For the very first time you do it, hey, now wow, hey, we'll go down so, hey, hey, oh boy, now, hey, now wow, now wow, now wow. Oh, and you did it. Then your conscience breaks you. You go home. Then you hear some kind of messages. Ah, uh -uh. everybody they do up. Now so church B. Now so Nigeria B. Now so B. You don't mean anything. You don't mean. You don't mean. You don't mean. It's not Bible. You don't mean. Your conscience goes dollar. You go again. You still. You still again. A little bit conviction. That time, not in day. God forbid, believers come to a point where they are stealing like unsaved people and they don't give a guilt. Why? Big deal. I'm paying my tithe. I'm giving offering for missions. I'm doing what they want in church. It's a project to take your project money. So, that heart, maybe sincerely so, but wrong has come to a point where nothing wrong shakes the person. Ah! Are you still here? Final illustration. They will prove at the community. Put a frog in a hot boiling water. Throw a frog. Boom! The frog what? Jump out! Why? The contrast between the natural temperature of the frog 
and the boiling water makes the frog jump out as fire. Put a frog in the cold water, he thinks it's swimming pool. Oh, wonderful. This looks like lucky. Hey. This looks like Morocco. Hey. Wow, wonderful. Then put a bouncing burner or small stove under the glass pot. Don't heat it quickly. Heat it gently. This is the state, to some extent, of the church today. Heat it gently. The frog goes, eh, this, this is nice. Ooh, warm. This is really nice. Ooh, ah, I'm feeling warm. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Stay swimming, eh? Put food, food the frog will chop. Heat again. Ah, it's quite hot here. <laughs> it's all well. Ah, I was in Nigeria. Wow. We can still steal and nothing happens. We're not caught. <laughs> now, wow. Wow. Okay, let's be going. Hit again. After a while, the frog will try to move, can't move again. I hope you get this picture. Hey! May this image last for your lifetime. The frog will say, ah, Am I not? Prophesy again, bro. <laughs> I can't. Where's the tongues? Lebe, Lebe, it's dry now. Hey, Lebe, ah, what does John 3 16? Ah, is that the Bible? <laughs> it sounds funny. The state of many people in the church today. Gradually, that frog will know when life has sipped out. Still claiming to be in church, but no longer in touch with the heartbeat of Messiah. Dangerous. 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 How come we need to be revived? Dangerous. So sacrifice, one dimension, tied to prayer. Number two, tied to our givings. But really, really, these two are very shallow. Perhaps tomorrow morning, by God's grace, we will go deeper. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your anointing oils, want to pray over them very quickly. Very, very quickly. Very quickly. And then we'll quick succession pray over the communion table. Sense the need for us to have a double header today. Both the anointing oil and the communion table. In quick succession. Back to back. Back to back. Oh, the Bible declares that I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Somebody believe God for fresh oil today coming upon your life. Fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. First Samuel 10. Wow, Lord, we thank you for your help tonight. Can you open your mouth and thank the Lord for how far he's helped us in the next two, three minutes? Go ahead and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I don't know how this word has reached out to you, but go ahead and bless the Lord. Go ahead and bless the Lord. Father Lord, I crave for fresh oil coming upon my life. The Bible declares in Isaiah 10, 27, and it shall come to pass in that day. Wow. What day? Today. Today. Somebody said today. Mm -hmm. That his burden, weight, shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the 
anointing. Hallelujah. The yoke shall be destroyed. The Hebrew word there, speaking of destruction, speaks of obliterating to a way and a manner that it cannot gather itself again. Did you hear that? When the anointing destroys the yoke, it shatters it. It scatters it to the degree that that yoke cannot gather again. Hey! What it means again for the anointing to destroy the yoke is this. Another version says that my neck has become too fat for the yoke. That means you're fattened by the anointing to the point that the yoke that held you for months and years will pack. I see that yoke snap off your neck suddenly, suddenly, immediately you are coming out of Lodabar. Immediately you are coming out of the pit of disease. Immediately you're coming out of the pit of delays. Somebody shout suddenly. How do I know the Lord said a quick walk will I do and I will call it shut in righteousness. I want your faith to be stirred up that the anointing of God is about to come upon you. Yokes will be destroyed and burdens will be lifted. Why? The anointing is defined as the yoke destroying, burden lifting, power of the living God. No yoke can stand the anointing. No burden can stand the anointing. I don't know what name is called. I don't know how much is threatening you. But today we decree and declare an end to every yoke. An end to every burden. Why? How? By the anointing. Psalm 92 verse 10. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed Woo! with fresh oil. How come this house is called the horn of revival ministry? There is a Samuel walking in your midst this morning carrying the horn of oil. He is in search for David. Is there any head of David here? What the oil is about to flow in your life. You need a Samuel to pour oil upon you for you to sit upon your throne. There's an anointing coming upon you that will establish you upon your throne of Eagles Flight 2018. Somebody shout, I believe I receive. Your throne will not reject you. Your throne will not refuse you. Your throne will not deny you. Your throne shall welcome you. Why? You've been anointed. Somebody shall anoint me, oh God. By the anointing, yokes destroy, burdens lift. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, by the anointing, says the Lord. It's coming upon you. It's coming upon you. It's coming upon you. The hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. When the hand of the Lord came, that hand is coming upon you. What you see here currently is a chemical product. Chemical product. Chemical product. The way this oil came about 
Shukatombe gata. Shukata. There was a crushing. There was a crushing. There was sacrifice. You see there? It came by sacrifice. There was a brokenness. Then the oil came. Though it's a chemical product, as we pray and ask Abba Father to breathe upon what is a chemical product, it will metamorphose to go beyond being a chemical product to becoming a mysterious product. He gave the disciples the anointing as they went forth proclaiming the gospel using the anointing. Signs, wonders, miracles were wrought in the lives of people. Today again, as this oil comes upon you, you will dip your finger, your finger, your hand, place upon your head and believe God that the hand of Jehovah will come upon you and bring about a refreshment. Father, we thank you for We thank you for this oil, Lord. Stretch your hand upon this table. Very quick, very quick, very quick. Panico tonde, cranina, tanana, kododo, kelede, kirigado. Let your fire fall upon these bowls. We declare they're sanctified. Oh, make them a mysterious product to come upon your people, oh God. Burn out everything you've not planted. Burn out sickness, disease, and infirmity. Burn out cancerous cells. Burn out liver disease, kidney disease. In the name of Jesus Christ. Stewards, move quickly. Very quickly. When you receive it, place it on your head. And blast the dangerous tongues. Ramanuke Telego. Shinagata. Lord Mondo. I'm anointed with fresh oil. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Goodhart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rajik, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, HORM, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Pastor Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That's info at rhogic.org. Also, download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Pastor Goodhart on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Pastor Goodhart. Keep hearing the Word of God. 
it will produce intimacy with his spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth. Sunday and midweek service day. Their days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about his agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back his power and is calling you to carry it to the world. Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859 A. Ame Street, Wye District, Abuja. And your host is Goodheart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry.